What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. It is a new year, and I hope it's starting off wonderfully for you and yours. Like most podcasts, I like to start off with a little bit of gratitude. So, big shout out to all the Patreon subscribers. You all are amazing, amazing people. Also, big shout out to anyone who subscribed to my latest special, which you can find on punchup.live. That's right, it's a new comedy platform. Um, it's amazing. Robert Jr.'s on it. Sam Morell's on it, Mark Norman's on it, to name a few, Steve Burns on it, uh, Jordan Jensen, some great comedians right now, and I'm also on it too. If you just go to punchup.live, and it's it's free to watch. You do have to throw your email in there, though, which is totally fair, though. There's tons of great content on there. All my tour dates are on there, so feel free to check that out. Also, anyone who subscribes, subscribes, uh, follows uh, me on any platform, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, whatever, love you very much, and um, we're going to kick some dicks in 2024, right? Right? Is that what we're going to do? We're going to get big? We're going to get big. I will tell you my 2024 plans in a bit. Um, didn't do a podcast. I took a little Christmas break. Um, I did The last podcast I did was my tribute to uh, the late, great Kenny DeForest. That is still fucked up to say. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you don't know who Kenny DeForest is, please go uh, look up his stand-up comedy. Uh, he was a great, great comedian and a great, great man. Amazing human being who touched... Anyone he's met, even for a moment, he touched them. Um, God, that sounded perverted. Jesus, Kenny, why are you touching people? Uh, emotionally, uh, spiritually, whatever. Like, the guy made an impact. He was one of those dudes where, you know, you, you met him once, you felt like you've known him forever, and um, which is a really great quality that I'm seeing less and less of in, in the world, sadly. So uh, Kenny DeForest, uh, he's got a special on YouTube. Please check that out. You're going to enjoy it. He's super funny guy. Uh, thoughtful guy, um, smart guy, and and just a really great dude, and someone who I'm gonna model my life after going forward. You know, I'm gonna try to be more like Kenny in a lot of ways. All right, so um, it's a little bit. It's the first podcast of the new year. Uh, again, I you know I talk about this in my other podcast. Let's get dumb. So I don't want to spoil that one because these episodes are coming out a day apart. Jonah and I get into our thoughts on new year's eve partying so uh, i won't really touch that right now if you're into it i support you that's all i'm gonna say if you're not into it i see you let's just put it that way uh but yeah like you know i i i'm looking back on 2023 I, i didn't do any of those posts where it's like uh my favorite moments of the year my least favorite moments of the year a lot of those um it was a solid year like any year i can't I, I, there's a lot, there was a lot of great times. Um, a lot of sad times too. I'm just, you know, grateful to have lived another year. If you look at it that way, you always win. Um, so yeah, I did do a year in review thing. Um, I thought about it, you know what I want to do more of, um, and, and this will kind of like be part of the first like topic here. I'm going to tech, uh, is promote more and more of the things I like instead of wasting any time, any time complaining about the things I don't like. I think we take up too much space and spend too much um, of our mental real estate on things like that. We pay too much attention to shit we don't like, and we should be really uh, focusing on the stuff we like and love and promoting that. So I still might do that. I could, you could do that in the month of January, the first couple of weeks of January, where I could do like my favorite jokes from 2023 from some of my favorite comedians, kind of like, you know, be like, hey, this joke from Kenny's special was amazing. This joke from Mike Bridenstine's special was amazing. This joke from Joe Fernandez's special was amazing. And I, this joke from River Butcher's special was, you know, I can start doing stuff like that. Um, a Welch, you know, there's like some great comedian friends of mine out there and I should be promoting them more and more and more. 
And here's the thing with comedy, and this is happening to other comedians. Every now and then I hear whispers where they're like, you know, so-and-so is kind of pissed off because whenever other people have things coming out, he's always good at promoting that stuff. But then people aren't promoting his shit. I've been in that trap before where I thought to myself, you know, this feels a little one-sided. I don't care. I don't care. I love those people. I love their comedy. I don't know what's going on in their day-to-day grind. And, and you you don't know. You don't always know what's going on. Um, so maybe take things less personally. At the end of this episode, and to my lovely Patreon subscribers, I owe you a couple episodes. Again, I'm really sorry over the Christmas. Um, you know, it's, look, I love Christmas. You guys all know that. I'm a massive Christmas fan. I get sad when it, it comes to an end. When I have to take the decorations down, it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer because you got to wait eleven months for all that fun times again. But uh, it's also it's it's a lot. It's stressful. It's stressful because um, all the great moments of it. There's also it's not. I'm trying to make. I'm almost making it come off like there's a trade off. There's not. Christmas is ninety percent pure joy, but it's what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say. I don't want to say stressful. I just it's exhausting. That's a fair word. Because some of the greatest things in life, some of the things we enjoy the most can be very exhausting. Great sex comes to mind. You feel great. You got that heart pumping, but you are exhausted if you're doing it right. So, you know, and that's how the Christmas season is. By the end, you should be exhausted, you know, and that's what makes it a great season. I'm, you know, taking my stuff down. Usually I wait till like January 5th or 6th or 7th even. Like if I get a full week of of Christmas decorations still up for January, I'm starting already. I started to take, it's January 2nd. I started to take some stuff down, uh, January 1st, I mean. And, you know, I, I'm okay with that because I started early. I got had a great Christmas season. Maybe there was one thing I wanted to do more. I kind of had a list where I'm like, I want to do all these cool things that are very Christmassy. I missed one and I'm okay with that, you know. Um, that's uh, batting 900, basically. All right, so here's something, you know, in the, to go along with the idea of, Focus more on what you love and less on what you hate. I'm making fun of two groups here. They're both right wing, left wing, whatever the fuck wing you are. I'm going to give you guys both shit when it comes to entertainment right now. Because you keep doing this thing to yourself, both sides. And it's getting annoying. And it's getting, it's because I'm sick of witnessing it happen. And it's like, what are you doing? You're like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. Lucy's going to pull it away from you again. Okay. Here, let's start with uh, the right-wing side of things. So Green Day performed at some New Year's Eve event or whatever, and they were playing live, and they did their song from the album American Idiot. The song is called American Idiot. came out in 2004. I remember specifically I owned it on CD, and that's how old I am and how long ago 2004 was now, 20 years ago. The song's called American Idiot. There's a lyric where he sings, I don't want to be part of a redneck agenda. But this time he changed it to, I don't want to be part of a MAGA agenda. MAGA, of course, meaning the Donald Trump crowd. Uh, Make America great again. MAGA for short. And, And it makes me laugh because a lot of these Trump people are like, oh, Green Day went woke. Fuck Green Day. All this. Dude, the regular lyrics against you too. If you do the Venn diagram of redneck agenda and MAGA agenda, they're two circles banging into each other. You know what I mean? Or they're just one circle overlap. Is that how a Venn diagram works? I'm not in school anymore. I don't give a shit. You can't tell me I'm right or wrong. But like, how are you surprised? Also, the whole album was called American Idiot. You know what I mean? He wasn't calling himself an American idiot. He was calling the American people idiots, essentially. And most rock bands, punk bands, punk rock bands, whatever you want to label Green Day as alternative, whatever it is, they're going to be on the left. 
that's how music musicians have been since musicians have existed. That's artists in general. And I always thought of you know, as a conservative, you just kind of dealt with that. You wished it wasn't so, but you're just like, yeah, I deal with it. It's still good music. It's whatever. We don't have to agree on everything. Yeah, I agree. We don't have to agree on everything. You, you just don't. You can still enjoy each other's company and all that kind of stuff, but you can't be shocked, shocked, appalled. Green Day went woke. What the fuck? Fuck it. The fuck the word woke. Can we retire the word woke in 2024? Because nobody uses it right anymore, I don't feel like. It's white people hijacked it from black people. It started off as a word that black people would say to other black people, like, hey, stay woke. Kind of mean pay attention to your surroundings. You know, keep an eye on those who might do you harm, right? Know who your friends are, that kind of thing. It was a thing of solidarity in their community to be like, hey, look out for one of each other. Stay woke, my friend, right? At least that's pretty sure how I it was interpreted. Then it came off as like being like white people saying, I'm woke, meaning I'm with the cause. I see you know, Black Lives Matter and I see the brutality and the unfairness and the inequality and all this kind of stuff. And it's not enough to just be um, not racist, you have to be anti-racist and all that kind of stuff. Well-meaning enough. Then it got hijacked a third time to which any improvement on anything or not even improvement, because sometimes it's not an improvement. We could be honest about that. But any change is automatically woke when a lot of times it's not even a change. Like Thor, Love and Thunder. Everyone's like, a female Thor? Great, Marvel's gone woke. That comic book was written 30 fucking years ago, okay? The Mighty Thor, Jane Foster, becomes the Mighty Thor in like a 1978 comic book. How the fuck is it? Like, you know what I mean? That's the thing, too. Just throwing the word woke around over and over again. It's very dumb and very annoying. And if you want to be like, Green Day got woke all of a sudden, you're just not, you haven't been fucking paying attention. It's almost as dumb as when Paul Ryan was running for president. When they asked him what his favorite band was, he said Rage Against the Machine. And everyone's like, oh, so you just like the guitar sound. You don't pay attention to the lyrics at all because they're Rage Against you, you dumb fuck. Like, that's what it is. So, yeah, Green Day has been the same band, the same people. They're very much anti, like, they don't like, you know, they're not, they're not fans of conservative thought, right? They're not into all that kind of stuff. They're very, they're, just read the lyrics of their fucking songs, right? They're anti-war, they're anti, you know, I don't think they're pro-Biden, though, either. That's another thing, too. If you're anti-Trump, everyone automatically thinks you're a Biden fan. And that comes from American sports. I think we're all trained to, well, this is my team and fuck the other team and vice versa. Mo most people I know who are on the left fucking hate Biden, okay? They don't, they're not like, they're not buying Biden merch. They're not going to Biden pep rallies. They're voting for him begrudgingly so. Anyhow, um, so if you are a MAGA person, if you are a Trump fan, do not be shocked when all of these famous people that you may have liked or didn't even realize don't like your guy. They're not going to like your guy, okay? That's just not how it works. How are you shocked by this by now? There's like three musicians that like him. Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, and I don't Toby Keith. I don't fucking know who the third one is. Three Doors Down, who did he get played the inaugural? That's just how it goes. And don't be shocked. Like, they're rock bands. Here's another one for you. Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA is not a patriotic song. I mean, it's patriotic in the sense that it's an American questioning his government's role in Vietnam during the Vietnam War, which I think is incredibly patriotic. I do. I, I was taught that what's great about America is you can stand up and talk shit to your government and tell them, hey, I don't like the job you're doing. You're fucking up. That's something that the right and left used to agree on at one point. And, and I wish there was more of that a little bit where we could at least recognize that 
because really what happens is if you're hardcore Democrat often and you're talking shit about, but I don't know if I see that so much on the Democratic side, to be honest with you. But I do know like when Bush was president, if you talked shit about Bush, you hated America. When Trump was president, if you talked shit about Trump, you hated America. It's like, no, you don't hate America. You just wanted things to be different. Wanting things to be different does not equal hate. You know, that's, that's a weird um, stretch. But, you know, the Democrats do shit like that too, where, you know, it's who's ever in power, all of a sudden it's, I, it just cracked me up. I, I couldn't believe the the post I was seeing where they're like, oh, fuck Green Day. They've gone woke too. Is anyone else out there? And then this one fucking dude said uh, the Ramones and the Sex Pistols will be rolling over their graves. Green Day, a punk band, is now the establishment. The establishment. I, I, I just don't understand how these people work anymore. Do you think if uh, the Ramones were still going today, they would be a, a Trump band? Is that what you were trying to, the point you were trying to make? All right, rant over about that side. Now rant about the other side. Yo, lefties, how many Dave Chappelle specials in a row now are you going to watch just to bitch about it afterwards? When are you going to come to the conclusion that he does not want you to laugh at his shows? He is not aiming his jokes towards you at all. Chappelle does not give a fuck about your opinions. That's why he keeps talking shit about transgender people because he knows it's going to rile you the fuck up. And it's going to make his base riled up in response to that, which is only going to help his views, which is only going to help his wallet. I've said this a million times over. If you don't like something, ignore it. That is the best course of action. It really is. You think Netflix is going to listen? This is like six specials in a row now. He's done this. And every time you guys watch and you're just like, I can't believe it. What is he doing? Stop it. Turn it the fuck off. And spend that time typing about all the shit you hate about Chappelle, typing about all the great things about the great comics that are out there. You know, talk about how much you like Bill Burr. Talk about how much you like uh, Anthony Jeselnik or Joe Kilgallen or fucking Best Stelling. There's amazing comedians out there who are putting out awesome stuff. Focus on them. You know what I mean? Like that's the killer thing about that's annoying is we just waste too much of our breath. Too much. Look, Dave Chappelle, I think he knows what he's doing. He does. And I don't think any amount of internet outrage is going to make him go, you know what? Maybe for the, the I know I've done it five, six specials in a row now. I, I think I'll stop. I th- no, he's not. And I'm not saying I agree with him even. I haven't watched it yet, but I know I've seen the reactions and I'm just like fucking kidding. Like from a comedian's point of view, um, forget what I think about anything else, but from a comedian's point of view, I will say it feels like laziness on his part to, to talk about the same subject this many times in a row. You know, uh, it, it just seems like, you know, it'd be weird if I keep talking about my first kid every special. Like, you know, <laughs> it'd be like, all right, we get it, Joe. I mean, you talk about your family and stuff like that every special. So maybe that's a bad example. But uh, I don't know. I just felt like it feels like from a, a comedian point of view, he'd want to move on. But I know it's just a straight up look how pissed off I could get these people. And um, and he's laughing to the bank. He is. So, you know, MAGA people, get over it. <laughs> Most, a lot of your musicians aren't going to, the ones you grew up liking or the ones you still might like today, they don't think the way you think, okay? Same with actors and comedians. I don't know. The majority of artists in general just aren't going to be on that side of the aisle. And to the people on the left, stop fucking doing the same shit. Where you, What are you expecting? A different result? Except that certain things aren't for you. 
Okay. Ricky Gervais, another example, Dave Chappelle, you know, Joe Rogan, these guys don't give a fuck what your opinion is of them. They're not aiming their comedy at you. Uh, if you want to be a happier person and move on, I think just stop paying attention. That's the big thing right now. I think that's plaguing our society is that we all pay too much attention to the things that we don't like. Um, and it's just wasting our time. They'll go away quicker. They'll have less impact, way less impact. If you're worried about the influence, and I do hear this, and I feel like a dipshit actually because I glossed over this, and this is serious. When people do preach hate towards any specific group, it does, it could lead to violence toward those groups. And it has in certain situations. I'm not saying for sure if I know anything Dave Chappelle's ever said has led to violence towards transgender people. Um, I would certainly hope not. And um, so, you know, I, I have to be clear on that, that that part of it's horrible. Um, but when you, you know, I understand that concern there, but I think it's a huge mistake to amplify the voices of these people who, you know, who may preach hate. And again, I'm not saying that's what Chappelle's doing. I haven't seen the latest thing, um, but there's definitely something he's, 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 he's definitely doing. It's, it's a negative thing he's doing. Um, to keep harping on it over and over again. And then it could be putting people in danger. And that's that's no fucking laughing matter. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, nobody deserves that, whether you agree or disagree with them. You know what I mean? Um, that's not cool. They're not hurting anybody. So um, it is, uh, yeah, just, you know, I, I guess, you know, long story short, to wrap up that rant, it's, uh, you, you really, we, we, we I'm both, again, on, on whatever side you believe in. And, you know, I, I wish it was more, you know, people could get along and, and put certain things behind. Um, obviously, a big one is, I'm not saying don't, see, it's tough nowadays, too, because it's like you want to tell people, hey, can we all just get along? Well, it's like, yeah, it's kind of hard when one side is preaching massive hate towards another group. It, it's bad, right? Um, but it, it definitely does feel like we're a lot more suspicious of each other. And I think if we use the internet differently, because the internet's not going away. Um, and I don't, I'm not saying I want it to go away, obviously. I'm talking to you through it right now. There's a lot of great from the internet, um, but a lot of things have not gotten better for it. I, I don't know too many things it's truly improved. Um, communication, it's improved. I think that's number one, but there's a lot of things that have fallen by the wayside, a lot of things that we miss from the past. Um, you know, I know a lot of people in their early 20s now who are like, man, everyone's so nostalgic for the 90s. It's like, you didn't fucking live it, so you don't know. It really, there was something about being a millennial in my age bracket, um, Gen Xers have this too, where we got to see what life was like before the internet and we got to grow up with it in a, in a sense, you know? Um, I remember being AOL Instant Messenger in like fifth grade or something like that. So we, we got to remember what it was like before and see after where everyone before, they, they were, by the time, you know, like boomers, yeah, they know before and after, but they were already, you know, fully grown adults when the internet came around. We were like growing up with the damn thing so it's different there uh but i remember this one time there was some guy bill burr talked about it, i think in one of his specials uh where some guy in florida was like i'm gonna burn the quran and uh the news company news media they all covered it it's like this guy has no following he's and six people showed up to watch him burn this book this holy book and so all it was like why would they why would the news even cover that and that's how I kind of view things. If they didn't cover it at all, it's just like, oh, some weirdo in the middle of no. See, and that's the thing too. These people have always existed. There's, oh, and whenever I see stuff on the internet where someone's like, they share a video of someone doing something insane and they go, society's doomed. It's like, no, that person has always been there. 
They've always existed. We're just sharing the content now. Newspapers back then, well, there wasn't newspapers for a while. <laughs> and they and printing shit was hard. So it's not like they're going to be like, oh, do you hear some jerk off did a jerk off thing in front of a few other jerk offs? Should we cover that? No, who gives a fuck? He's a jerk off. That's what they would say. That's how the internet, that's how newspapers handled stuff way, way, way back in the day. Okay. Then, you know, with the internet and with content being what it is, and there's so many things that pull our attention one way or another, they had to cover every sensationalist bullshit thing out there to grab our attention so they can make their dollars. It really should have been a nonprofit industry from the start where like taxpayers pay it. That way they would only report the truth and they're not competing with each other for every little fucking nickel and dime that comes out of everyone's pockets. But think about that. Someone does something dumb. No one really witnesses it, but the media covers it, amplifies it, and then everyone gets outraged by it. So again, just to summarize this whole thing, if there's something you hate, do your best to ignore it, okay? Unless you really feel like you have to bring attention to it to protect people. That's fair. But if you really, really just talk so much about it, all you're doing is riling up their side of things, and then it's increasing the bullshit. So let's decrease the bullshit in 2024. All right. <laughs> that was a lot. I know. Sorry for that. Okay, here we go. I am going to, um, I thought this would be a fun thing to do for everybody here. I came up with five things I'm not going to do in 2024 and five things I'm going to do in 2024. Now, I don't, I didn't make like a big list of goals and I'm not a resolution guy. This isn't a resolution per se, but these are things I'm not going to do and things I'm going to do. All right. And I think you're going to get a kick out of them here a little bit. All right. Number one thing, not really in order, but this number one mean the first thing I'm, uh, on my list here. I am not going to comment on any posts that say LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. I am not. Those of you who know me know I do not believe that. This man right here, Michael Jordan, Michael Jeffrey Jordan is the GOAT. He is the greatest basketball player of all time. It is not a debate. Okay, you can't erase failure. LeBron James choked his balls off in the 2011 NBA Finals. Did he recover and go on to have a lot of great seasons after that? He sure did. But guess what? You still can't erase failure. It's on the resume. Jordan never had a series like that where he was clearly the reason his team lost. If LeBron James had even played close to his averages, the Heat win easy. But he was well below his averages. He let his team down. Michael doesn't have that. Therefore, that's the debate. I don't care how many more stats LeBron adds because he's playing way more seasons because that's all he could chase is the longevity thing, all right? And don't be surprised if four or five years from now, we find out he's needling it up the way Barry Bonds did because I've never seen, there's only been two athletes in my lifetime I've seen that have had like a second prime and they're both doing it in their late 30s and it's Barry Bonds and LeBron James, just saying. So I'm not going to comment on it anymore because it's like politics. I'm not changing anyone's opinion. And they're not going to change mine. So it's a waste of time not doing it in the year 2024. All right. Next one. I am not going to not charge my phone every other night. I do this often. I wake up in the morning. I look at my phone. I have 16% battery. And now I'm playing a game of catch up all day. I am a grown man. I am a father of two. I am in my late 30s. It is pathetic. I'm lucky I'm married. Because if I were a single man and I was walking around in public without a phone fully charged, imagine, imagine if I was at a bar. Imagine I'm at the pub, right? I got a few pints in me. I'm feeling great. Talking up some lady. And um, I said to her, hey, can I get your phone number? And she goes, sure, I'll put it in your phone for you. She takes my phone. She looks at it. She sees 23% battery. Oh, she's not fucking me. No, totally, totally dried her up. There's there's no sexual chemistry anymore. She's like, this guy can't even properly charge his phone before he leaves the house. Oh, he probably doesn't go down on me. That's what she's thinking. 
And so, and that's why I'm not doing it anymore. Even though I'm happily married and have two kids and I have to worry about the single aspect of things. It's still, it's an irresponsible, poor look for a man to be walking around with 7% battery. How many times my phone dies when I'm out in public? It's embarrassing. All right, so that's a big one. This next one, I am not going to buy bag salad, you know, mixed greens in a bag, put it in my refrigerator, completely forget about it, and then have to throw it away two weeks later. I'm not going to do that. Instead, I am not buying the salad at all. I'm not buying salad at all. Some of you are thinking, why don't you just buy the salad and eat the damn salad? I'm not going to do it, okay? Shame on you when you get fooled, but fool, fool me and then shame on me as well. That's how that goes. Don't, don't double check that expression. Dead on with that one. All right, here's the next one. I am not going to masturbate if I'm bored. That's right. I'm not going to masturbate if I'm bored. I'm only going to do it if I'm turned on. Okay, I'm getting older. And boners are precious. They're very precious as you age, these boners. They're more precious. And I'm not going to waste them because I had an hour to kill between meetings. Okay? I'm I'm, I'm still going to do it every day. But I'm not going to just do it because it's like, mm, got nothing else going on. Something's got to spark an interest in the old brain. All right, last one. I'm not going to pretend to wash my hands after going number one. Okay? I'm actually going to do it. Look, most of the time I do it. Sometimes, especially at public bathrooms, I just kind of run my hands under the water because I want to get the hell out of there. Because I almost feel like lingering in a public bathroom is more unsanitary than not washing your hands. I got a clean penis, okay? That clean penis has been chilling out in clean boxers all day, right? My hands are clean when I touch it. And maybe I get a little backsplash, maybe a little peep, but rarely. I'm, I'm very good. I got, I got steady aim, okay? My aim is true. Don't forget that. So I'm, I'm actually going to wash them fully every single time. And not just the 70-30 split I'm rocking right now. Those are Joe Kilgallen's lists. My top, my five things I am not going to do in 2024. Now, I'm going to give you five things I'm going to do in 2024. So, number one, I'm going to take more pictures. That's right. I used to think to myself, you know what? I'm living in the moment. So, I'm not taking pictures. But then, I, I see my friends taking pictures. And, you know, I've lost some great people. Uh, the last couple of years and you bet your, you bet your ass. I wish I had more pictures with them. All right. Um, and so I, I just want, I want more of it, you know, and I'm, I'm going to print the pictures too. That's something we all should be doing more of. Again, print the pictures, put those around you. Let those be your possessions, seeing your, your friends and family, all your loved ones all the time, right? You can't beat that. Um, all right. The next one I'm going to do, I'm going to do more th new things, new things is going to be part of 2024's agenda. New restaurants. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. I go to a lot of same old restaurants. New restaurants. I'm going to um, listen to new music. Think of like my boy, Kenny DeForest. I'm going to push new music. I'm going to try new shows that maybe I normally wouldn't. And I'm going to read more books that might be outside of my typical range of book reading. So yeah, more new things in 2024. Next, I'm going to spend money on experience over possessions. What does that mean? All right. I'll tell you this, you got some, some, some fancy things behind me here. Um, if I tilt the screen back, I got a couple more things up there. That bobblehead of Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant after the Cubs won the World Series and this bobblehead of Ben Zobrist getting uh, the game-winning hit in Game 7 of the 2016 World Series. I love them, but I didn't need them, right? I have a lot of other stuff that people gave me. I went out of my way to purchase those and they weren't cheap. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm glad I did it. I don't regret the possessions I currently have, but I don't need more of them. I've got a decked out office. It would take me too much to show you guys all this stuff behind me, but uh, I just don't, I want to spend that money on more trips, 
on the new restaurants on, you know what I mean? Like going to more events, more concerts, more like, you know, games, all fun stuff like that. Cause at the end of your life, you know, I've never been to anyone's uh, funeral or wake where people are like, you know, he owned a lot of cool shit. It's not, it's more like the, about the moments, the experiences, that's how you want to live your life. And that's where I'm going to spend my money. You know, I got a friend of mine who's, who's he's, he's got some coin and uh, he was telling me about something. He's like, yeah, I feel embarrassing this week. We sat courtside at this game, you know, tickets were really nuts, but yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, never apologize for spending your money on experience. Now, if you told me that you were like, um, you know, I decided to go out and buy like this, you know, $3,000 uh, vase, I would be like, yeah, dude, don't ever fucking tell anyone that ever. You keep that shit to yourself. You spent $3,000 on a vase. And he's like, yeah, well, it's a vase. I'm like, I'm going to fucking headbutt you. Don't ever, it's a vase. Don't call it a vase, you dip. Right? So like that would be embarrassing because you could buy a vase for 30 bucks and it's the same quality. It holds the shit the same. But if you're telling me, dude, I went a little nuts. You know, I went to the Bulls game. I saw they had some floor seats available on the secondary market. Yeah, they're a few grand each, but it's like, dude, I've always wanted to sit courtside. I'm like, don't apologize for that. That's where you should spend your money on experience. Okay. Objects and stuff like that. When you like, dude, if I had a friend who spent $3,000 on a vase, when it's like, dude, half of our friends are like not doing that while they're struggling a little bit. And that's what you're purchasing. That's a friendship. That's going to be going South in a hurry. You know what I mean? All right. So that one is a good one. Spend money on experience over possessions. And then here's one improve on being present um, with my kids, my wife, my friends, my family. I want to be as in the moment as possible. You know, um, and when boredom hits, let boredom hit. You know, we all have that urge to reach for our phone or just, you know, grab at something and just to fill any kind of like a little bit of boredom. I'm not going to do that. I want to be as present as possible. I've done a good job with that in 2023. I want to build on that. I feel like, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I have anxiety. I, some depression hits me here or there. Um, I call it depression to make it not as serious. And I think that was Gary Goldman called it the special the great depression someone did anyhow and uh you know they say depression's about the past anxiety is about the future i'm going to focus on being present i've actually been focusing on that i'm making strides and i want to continue on that path and that's a big thing there and then uh, you know it's funny i have my list on my phone but then i was like i gotta put the phone away but no i need to read it uh last one i'm going to prioritize sleep i think that's a big thing i know a lot of people like to do that i'll oh, sleep when i'm dead and it's like, ah, stay out for one more. And I agree. There's got to be moments in your life where you seize the opportunity to stay out a little bit later. You know what I mean? Be the last person to leave the party. Those are things that very rarely do I regret those moments, you know? But uh, sleep is so massive. It really is. Uh, it's the key to longevity. It's the key to living. LeBron James probably gets great sleep. It's a, it's a key to a lot of things. You're in a better mood. And therefore, you can enjoy the moments and the time you have with the people you love better. And that's what we're going to do. Overall, I'm going big in 2024. I'm going big. Uh, life is short, and uh, I'm going to try to make those moments as big as possible, right? We, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. I get all that, and I preach that heavily. But uh, I'm not going to be waiting for things. I'm going to make things happen. I'm going to make plans, and I'm going to, they're going to, plans will be made. Plans will be kept. Goals will be reached. Goals will be surpassed. Sky isn't the limit. There is no limit. And I want you all to apply that to whatever you're trying to accomplish in your life. And as far as accomplishment, accomplishing anything, if you have people you love and they love you back, you've won. You've won the game. 
Everything else on top of that, you're playing with house money. It's gravy, my friends. You guys have all been amazing, and I thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Happy New Year, and let's all kill in 2024. Cheers.